You know what? I don't have to know how to spell unnecessary. Jeremy knows how to spell unnecessary. Listen, Jeremy, if it wasn't for Jeremy, I would have written one article and people would have went, what is, what gibberish am I reading? And then they would have been done. They would have to write another one. That, you know, that probably would have been a good plan. We should have Jeremy on. I've said this before. We've been on Jeremy's podcast, Drilling Insight, where uh, I'm his annoying co-host. Um, Hold on. <laughs> are you claiming all co-hosts are annoying? Is this what I just heard? I I think uh, in the brilliant broadcasting duo we are, every other week I'm the co-host. Do you know what? Then I can I can agree that yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's a brilliantly classic trained writer, editor, publisher who has worked for the Associated Press and the Detroit Free Press and has worked around the country as a journalist. And now he has been eight years with our industry um, and is accepting content from drillers and from industry experts and sends edits back and gives suggestions in a way that there's not a moment where my driller's ego has ever come out. And maybe it's because Chris just abused me earlier and told me that I, I say the wrong things and spell the wrong things often. And maybe that's because I've just humbly accepted it. Or Jeremy's approach to leadership, you know, leadership is just incredibly intuitive. He does uh, an amazing job. Because I, many of you out there probably don't know it, but uh, I'm dyslexic. Uh, Brock, I think Chris has some dyslexia as well, at least in one or two words. Um, but not, I'm not horribly, but it it is really amazing to look. I do mostly talk the text, and then I got to go back and 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 change it because it doesn't write what I said. But uh, to watch what he puts out after the trash that I give him, and it's, it's mostly exactly what I intended, just professional as opposed to written like a driller wrote it, right? It, uh, it, it really is, uh, shows the, just how good uh, he is and how blessed that this industry is that they have attracted some people that, that could help our magazines uh, do what they do. Because I still fully believe that National Driller is the, oh, I'm sorry, thedriller.com is the premier place to get content for drilling. And that's safe for what I'm writing, right? Because I don't read what I write because uh, it came out of my pea brain. So uh, when you look at what's there, it's stuff to help the industry. Uh, I read some other periodicals about the industry 
and I'm left underwhelmed that you know they're borrowing out of here, they're borrowing out of there. Maybe the people who are who are editing for them aren't as good as Jeremy. I don't know what it is, but I I read the stuff and I'm underwhelmed. And and when I read the stuff on the driller, I I usually you know feel hey that's pretty good. Uh, I like that, or I could get this out of that. And I think uh, I think that really is a testament to how good uh, the team at Driller has been, you know, and I know they're taking some flack and, and you've talked about it lately about them, them having, not having to, but them deciding to go to an online format to, to change with the times. But our industry, it's, it's struggling with that change, but I think, I think it's the right moves to make. Uh, it's freed me up. I've, I've been able to, on some of my articles, now put videos that I sent him that this supports what I'm talking about. They could read this. I only write safety for them. And the reason I write safety, I shouldn't say only. 90, 95% of the time I write safety uh, because someone else is teaching is paying me to teach drilling. So if I write about teaching drilling, I'm doing a detriment to the person who's paying me to teach drilling, right? By giving it away outside of them. And that's my my belief. But I can write safety because safety is universal. And uh, I hope that what I put out there helps drillers. I've had some questions uh, on the different pages on Facebook. I don't do a lot of other pay. I do a little bit of Twitter, but I do mostly I read stuff on Facebook. I've had some questions from people who tried to help them out. I will help you out. I know Brock will help you out if we have any way that we can. Uh, you can contact us uh, on drillerstribe.com. We'll, we'll try to help you out. And we're out on all the pages. So uh, I, I think we really have to have Jeremy on because uh, if it wasn't for him, you may still be sitting here doing a podcast, Brock, but I don't know if it would be with me. It might be, uh, but who knows? If it wasn't for your convincing me to work for National Driller, uh, I'd have a lot more free time. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, the, the first article I wrote uh, before writing the article for National Driller uh, was a geothermal article for the Michigan Groundwater Association, and I gave it to my boss who uh, had been an English major and his wife taught high school English. And um, he kicked my butt on it. And some of, some of his uh, reasoning was unnecessary. Uh, some of it was, uh, was appropriate, but what I realized was he had a tone of what he would like an article to sound like. And it wasn't, I was writing for our audience. And I wrote that first article in, it was during Ball State. So it had been 2008, 2009. And I continued to journal because of Bob Brown telling me it was important to do that for this, to have that knowledge. I didn't write another article until I got back from Peru 
And I emailed Jeremy and said, Hey, um, I have this cool, this cool idea for an article in the Atacama desert. And he said, write it. And I go, uh, you know, because I had gotten, you know, my ego was hurt from the feedback he had given me. And it, it shuttered me from, you know, from 2013 to 2021, I would say from almost 2018 on, I've had an article every month. Previous to that, it was one article and then a couple articles and then six articles a year. And then finally, to the point where I, I submit every month, I'm not expected to. And uh, I, I stopped, you know, if, if I had followed that feedback and this, you know, goes into any concept guys, girls that, you know, just because if it's your passion and somebody says you suck at it, you know, get better. But one opinion is not, not a final opinion. And Dave, your point to the, the podcast, um, sure, maybe there would be a podcast right now, but what would be the point? Because without writing it down and getting the feedback from the industry and uh, growing as a writer and uh, a creator and wanting to talk more to the industry would have never mattered. And so that's the, that's the key. There's two pieces there. The one that, you know, just because one person, one driller says you're not appropriate for this industry, screw them. And I, we can't use the words we'd like to use because then I have to click on the explicit language button on the podcast and then we get pushed into a different category. So that's why we don't say a very appropriate four-letter word for our industry, like luck and s- stuff. All right, uh, Chris, any uh, long-lasting words? Would you like to apologize for attacking my grammar? <laughs> no, I... It, it actually points to your leadership that you're okay with me correcting your grammar. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to bother you. Um, but I would just say it's great to be able to talk to both of you guys because you're an example of what I think leaders should be. And that's teachers that I annoy people because whenever I find something out, I want to tell everybody. If I learn something, I think it's the coolest thing in the world to learn something new. I want to tell everybody. And I think being a teacher leader is it shows that you you care about other people. You care about knowledge. You care about learning it. it, You care about other people because you're giving them the opportunity to further themselves. And if you worry too much about ego, your own ego and you try to hoard information, you try to keep everything to, to yourself, that's a real fear-based response. You're afraid that, well, if I give this information to someone else, they're gonna surpass me. I, I'm okay with people surpassing me. I know that I can work hard, so I'll always be able to find something to do. But if, if I can share information with people, that's the biggest gift I can give other people. And I love teachers and I love trainers because of that. They, they are sharing information to help other people. 
go and check out Jeremy's The Driller uh, Drilling Insight. There's some cool things happening there. Contribute to The Driller. We need more writers. Uh, contribute here. Contact us. Come on, have a discussion with us. That's what this is about. It's not about Dave and I sitting across from each other in Zoom and uh, having this discussion that only we want to hear. We want to hear from you. So with that said, um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you another time.